We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. We learned that lesson the first few podcasts that we did. Right. So, so I have officially hit record. <laughs> See, I always, I like to hit so, record before everybody even knows it happens because you get some really juicy tidbits when no one knows they're being recorded. Right. He, he is, that's his MO and that took me a while to catch on, but now I watch that finger. Yeah. He, he pays attention now. <laughs> Nobody else no, knows, no, but I know. You're so, no fun. <laughs> so this is a, uh, another step in the evolution of the Not A Grande Outdoors podcast. That's right. We went, yeah, and we've been through, that. I don't know how many times we've talked about this, but we went from recording on our phones, uh, just sitting around the phone, and we bought a speaker that you could plug into the phone, um, and then we got some better speakers that you could plug into the phone, some headsets, and then we bought a Zoom recorder, um, Yeah, and then several different variations of speakers and crap like that, and now here we are on Zoom with a guest that's not even here with us physically, uh, so just yeah. one more step. Uh, but it's, it, and it, it's, this is, this is a test. We're hoping this works because um, this is the first one that we've done. Uh, and if, if we can get this figured out, out, it really opens up the, the availability of, of guests on the podcast. So that's really awesome. Yeah. 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 So bring us in. Kyle. You always have me bring us in. You bring <laughs> us in. I just brought us in. Dude. No, well, I know. Introduce, right. introduce the guests. All right. We are sitting here with Brendan. Well, you know what? You introduce yourself, man. Yeah, I, I can do that. I, hey, I'm Brandon Waddell. Um, I'm the owner and, uh, and a lot of other things of Mountain Archery Fest. And, uh, I, you know, it, also I used to have a former podcast. It was called Wilderness Attitude for a few years. And, and I had a lot of fun with that, but I had to put it on the back burner for math because it just way too many irons in the fire in my world. So anyway, I, uh, Mountain Archery Fest is in it, rolling in its third year. We're based out of Southwest Colorado in Hesperus. Um, which is just about 45 miles from just above the New Mexico state line. And so we sit in Southwestern Colorado near the four corners monument. And we have the great La Plata mountains that come right on down towards Durango. And, um, we have great hunting and great land and great people and just super blessed to be where we're at. So I guess that's what else do about me. I own a trucking company. I haul potable water by day. That's my real job. So nice. we drive, we drive semis around in a circle, delivering water to people, drinking water uh, in large volumes. Uh, and then I'm also a certified water operator. So I oversee a couple water treatment plants and I got a wife of 16 years and nine children, uh, mine, yours, ours, and theirs. My oldest is 30. My youngest is 13 and my 30 and 13 year old are both of my two adopted kids. So, uh, very cool. Big family. And no, I'm not Mormon. Just throw it out there. <laughs> I bet that's always one of the, one of the, the first questions. So, um, I get asked that from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I bet you do. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll have to test it. I'm passing and if, notes. To and Kyle. if not, we'll, 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 we'll just have to redo it. I'll right. figure out how to redo I'm it. I'm passing notes to Kyle under the table in class. I mean, the only way, the only way to know. So he's passing notes. He's saying, I think this audio is going to be okay. Um, and we have no way of knowing because this is the first one that we're, that we're doing on Zoom. But right. uh, my, my thought process is let's go through it and see if, if it's yeah. going to work. And if it's not, we'll redo it. Yeah, we can, re, we can go with the flow here. You know, let's, <laughs> don't, Heck yeah. don't sweat it. Stay on the positive side of this whole recording here. Let's, let's we're going to give it hell anyway. It may just be a reverberation in, the, in our headphones. It could so, be. It knows? could be. Um, 
So tell us a little bit about um, Mountain Archery. Mountain Fest. Archery. Well, Fest, yeah. so Mountain Archery Fest is rolling into its third year. And um, our first year, we got a couple events off, one at Eagle Point uh, outside of Beaver, Utah, in the southern end. And then, of course, at Purgatory outside of Durango. And then last year, we were able to add an event up in Idaho that we're not returning to. Um, we got up in there, and, you know, it's not always an easy business in the event industry. And sometimes you you go for it and it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And so you just got to pay close attention to how you proceed and learn. But um, this year we're shooting for as many as we can get. We're sitting on a couple mini maths and, and then a couple bit three large events this coming year, but mountain archery fest kind of came to fruition because I'd went and shot tack a couple times and, and I just felt like there was something missing there. And it didn't take me long to look around and realize that I was missing my family. I was missing kids. I was missing all these things. I mean, it was a great shoot to go with the bros and go fling some long distance and have a great time. But I just felt like there was something there that wasn't in the mix. And, um, and so that's when, you know, and it was something I kind of gave some thought to briefly. And then someone kind of seeked me out to kind of, uh, to come help him build mountain archery fest. And he wanted me to be kind of the mountain guy. Um, and he was going to take care of all the base and sponsors and that kind of thing, but he needed someone who could do what I do and that's design mountains. And, um, so long story short, he was in, he was out. I'd put a bunch of my industry name and handshakes out there, had $60,000 worth of targets on an ocean coming across and kind of had to come back and look at my family and ask him if I could continue down this road. Um, and, uh, I got the support from my family and I got the nod and, and we went for it, you know, a few years ago and it's slowly coming to fruition and becoming, you know, basically, in my opinion, the most complete 3D archery event in the USA for, for every archer, every ability, every discipline, and every age. So that's what we're trying to achieve. Awesome. Um, so we, we've done, I've done one or two 3D courses, mainly just for fun. I never went to one of these events or anything like that. Kind of, kind of take us through the, the thought process of, um, of setup and, and how basically how to, how to build it for what you're doing for, for every archer, uh, experience level and, and what all involves besides just the archery. Cause I imagine there's, there's quite a bit going on besides just the, the archery competitions. Yeah. There's so much behind the scenes, um, that happens within the design of what we're doing on a layout on the mountain. It's a really good question. Um, for me, I'm trying to build courses from the kids course, from the practice course to the kids course, all the way to our base map course, which is our most advanced course. We just want to give the archers something in between to grow in. We want to be able to come and shoot and be comfortable and have fun and grow in the sport, but yet have another course that can go challenge themselves. So behind the scenes, you know, we're just trying to find a, a, a better layout on the mountain for the Pope and Young course, because that's our beginner course. That's our 29 world record course has the antlers and, and horns recreated on these 3D animals. I mean, they're life, they're lifelike, they're amazing. Um, and so we, we read, we built this amazing course. It's a beginner course. It's a testament to archers that have mastered the bedroom of these amazing animals, right? Because not one shot is over 52 yards. I mean, that's a testament to the quality of hunters that right. are, that are, that are chasing these, the, the best of the best within their species. Right. I mean, you got to figure they don't become world records by being dumb. 
Yeah, so, right. Um, <laughs> They've been out there and, and gotten yeah, big for a reason, like we say. That's that's right. And so, you know, that course is kind of a beginner course. You know, you can throw trad out at that and you're going to get all your arrows back. And, and then even stepping into Eastman's, which is kind of an intermediate, it's still really trad friendly. And so there's just a lot of design elements and re arrow retrievement, um, backdrops, um, tightness of the windows, um, arcing windows for trad guys, just making it a successful shoot for them, right? You want them to, to go out and have a good time, shoot and, and feel comfortable. And then when they're ready to challenge themselves, they can go up to the cryptic course. And that's where we're going to put you in more realistic hunting situations. Um, quartering shots, quartering away, quartering two, a little bit more brush, closed windows, a little bit tighter deliveries. You might have a, you know, you might be standing right next to a tree for your delivery, or you might be threading the needle halfway or something like that. Um, and so, you know, the thought process behind that is it goes down to the animals I choose. It goes down to how I place them. It goes down to you know, what the backdrop looks like. Um, gosh, I mean, you know, by the time we get to the base map course, we don't even flag it. Um, we don't tape it. We don't flag it. You got out of the base map app to go find your shooting pin. And then once you find the shooting pin, then you got to find the animal. And these shots are going to be difficult. They're going to be heavily camouflaged. You're going to have to probably use your binos to find this animal. You're going to be hunting. Um, so you're going to be hunting for your pin. You're going to be hunting for the animal. Then you're going to be hunting for the next pin. You're going to have 25 chances to hunt using your gear, the tools that you use on the mountain all the time, which is you, we are all using our garments or our, our phones or, you know, we're, we're using that technology these days. So, um, or at least someone in your group is, I more than likely. So it's a great opportunity to learn how to use those mapping services that can change the way you hunt. So, I mean, through the thought processes and behind the scenes, gosh, I mean, you know, I mean, that's kind of a course idea, you know, like yeah. some of the thoughts behind that, but even course layout, like even before I order targets, I mean, I'm building courses and reimagining different animals and I don't double up anything on, on my mountain. You won't shoot the same target twice. You won't shoot the same animal twice other than an elk, a deer, um, and a couple sheep. And that's only because ultimately the Pope and Young course has all of those on it. So but out of those other three courses, you won't shoot one animal the same. And so when I plan, you know, and I'm planning a percentage of large targets, a percentage of medium, large, medium, medium, small, small. So there's, you know, so you're really adding a real variety to, you know, keeping people interested. So awesome. that's kind of the answer to the course part. I think there's a lot that goes into getting there to set up and tear down and behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it, it, you can't imagine how much work it is. It's a lot. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I can definitely imagine that. How do you, how do you balance setting up a course that is challenging as well as um, like keeping stuff ethical uh, to where you're not presenting mm -hmm. these shots that might you might take at a course but wouldn't take on a hunt? Yeah, so that's kind of our cryptic course, really, in a sense. Um, the base map course is going to really tighten your windows a lot. So it's a little bit excessive, but it's meant to push you to tighten your window, right? So base map is designed to really bring out that expert in you, navigate that angle, navigate the tight windows, a lot of those things. And they are things that you wouldn't do. I mean, I used to, Cryptic used to be my most advanced course. And I used to tell people it was the most unethical course on the planet because it really was meant to just really blow your mind and test your abilities to really, well, I used to say it's 
the most unethical course on the hill to teach you what you're really capable of ethically doing. Does that make sense? Yes. So, yeah, exactly. It's so asinine <laughs> that it's going to force you to realize that when you used to stand next to your buddy and say, oh, yeah, I can make an 80-yard elk shot off. I can stand like this, and there's no wind, and that shot's perfect. Oh, I'll, I'd kill an elk at 80 yards. Well, now is your chance to realize that you're not going to. Yeah. Not, you know, you might three out of 10 times, but you're not, it is not your maximum effective range. Right. And you're going to learn that you're going to learn that real quick on that course. And, and I, and I bill it that way. I bill it that it's not an ethical course. So in between the Eastman's course and the cryptic course is probably a nice balance for finding those ethical shots and, and seeing what you're really ethically capable of doing on a, on a very consistent basis. So I'm going to take us back a little bit. Um, I probably started a little too far forward with my first question. This podcast uh, was kind of started so that we could get, get good factual information out to current hunters, but really uh, also beginning hunters. And, and so take us through just kind of what is involved in the 3D archery world. For someone who's never been into that world, uh, you know, you're talking about trads and, and um, windows and things like that. And so right. take it back down to kind of basics and, and explain what the 3d archery, uh, how, how the 3d archery world started kind of the intent of it. And then, and then, um, how that has, you know, really evolved into this event industry. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, many years ago, people began to try to make archery targets more realistic make them look more like the animal trying to at least adhere to a t a 2d printed image possibly if they could um just so they could get a body silhouette right yeah. so um because we feel that if we're if practice makes perfect um the same as a pitcher throwing a ball into a glove you'd be amazed that a pitcher will tell a catcher to turn his thumb down and then he's happy to throw at that glove like there has to be a certain pitcher for him and so this is kind of the same creation through the sport is, is that over time we figured out that we could inject foam, we could do these cool things. And so we began to make these 3D animals and then we just, we wanted to set them up and then it became almost like a golf course. We're like, well, you know, those idiots over there, I mean, they're hitting golf balls a bunch of times. I mean, we could just shoot one arrow and just kind of do the same thing. It'd be a lot more fun, um, <laughs> way less stressful. You know, I always, I'll, I always I'll attest to that having Robert, golfed. It's so frustrating. <laughs> You go nine I, holes, you make one know. shot, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yes. <laughs> so I think that, yeah I, yeah, I always think of Robin Williams and his skit talking about how golf yes. became something in Scotland, and I just, it, it cracks me up. So anyway, so, you know, so over, over the years, I, I don't know, I couldn't really attest to whether it was the 60s, 70s, 80s, when we began to really mold these things up. I believe it was early 80s. We finally started pulling some rudimentary 3D targets out, and we had a deer that looked like, you know, a cartoon Bambi and and it worked. And uh, so over the time, we decided we put these out there and we began to realize as, as hunters anyway, that these 3D targets really helped us envision our shot, really helped us find yep. that placement on the animal, do the silhouette and the 3D imagery and the, you know, position, you know, according to, according away, you know, like that's kind of one of the things when an animal's set up just broadside, right? Um, you know, our, most of our Pope and Young, most of our stuff like that is pretty, pretty even broadside. So then when we get up into cryptic, then we begin doing a little quartering too, like this is the head, you know, it's looking at you a little bit, or we do a quartering away where it's looking away from you. And so we begin to give you a little bit of more 3D definition through, you know, that quartering away angle or quartering two angles. And so um, 
But to go back kind of in the beginning, you got yourself a longbow. That's like your old school, traditional Indian style, long, one piece of straight piece of wood. Um, and that's kind of a longbow design. Then you have your trad bow, which is typically, and it can still be one piece, but more or less it's a three piece design anymore. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like a normal bow. You remind you of what you probably learned to shoot in Boy Scouts or in junior high school uh, or high school if you were before those usually recurve design something like that yeah exactly you know 4-h things the other things you might have learned that and then moving it up into the compound bows where they got the you know the wheels where the it has it's more mechanical let off on the back to where it's not pulling back on you it kind of frees you to hold it um so there's lots of different levels within archery that you can start in i can tell you that there's it just get it go get a bow that you can afford it just don't worry about any of it go go shoot some compound bows you know they're the newer style shoot some old compound or um trad bows and see how it fits just you know your local pro shops anymore are really really friendly and really fantastic and they want you in the sport there's no dumb questions or nothing like that go get a bow go get comfortable you got plenty of time and then when you're ready to you know come up on the mountain don't be don't let it seem overwhelming because this is big mountain don't make it seem it's a big event like you can come shoot our mountain for fun it's not a full-on competition we do have a shooting comp on Saturday that if you want to get involved, you can, but you can come shoot for fun with your family, your friends at your leisure. You can, we'll have an NFAA instructors online in our practice course that can help you with adjustments with your bow, help you learn better techniques, help you get proficient in the practice course, make sure you're getting on target. Um, we have lots of opportunity for you. I mean, we have an opportunity. You can just show up at mountain archery fest and you can learn how to shoot. You don't even have to That's go to the cool. local bow shop to learn first or get a bow. Just show up and we will get you involved. Come check it out. You know, um, and it's not just for hunters. It's, you don't have to be a hunter. You can be a non-hunter and enjoy the sport archery. You can shoot paper. You can shoot indoor, outdoor. You can shoot leagues at your local archery shops and you can shoot 3D just for fun. It doesn't mean that you have to be a hunter. The, the sport of archery is so rich with, uh, with good discipline and focus and, and, and it really allows you to kind of turn the world off and be in, in that and be in the moment because you're in the present. You're the past doesn't matter and the future doesn't either. It's just you and that one arrow and the target you're after, you know, that you're aiming at and you just focus in and hone your craft. And it's a, just a really good time. Um, I, I just, I wish everybody do it. I'll just tell you that. I wish yeah. everybody would. I think it, I think archery changes. It changed my life when I found a bow um, changed my life. I was, you know, I mean, I'm 21 years clean from being a complete drug addict i got clean got myself going but i was still riding a harley like triple digits all the time even you know even though i was clean and um and i finally decided to find i needed to find something to slow myself down a little bit but something that i could do that turns my that turns my focus into it like when i rode i rode hard and fast and really focused and the world spun without me when i was on my scoot and archery replaced it and way more healthy i'm not you know <laughs> uh way more healthy than twisting the throttle all the time and riding like you stole it. You know, I mean, I've had some scary moments on the mountain and getting, you know, cliffed out and being on some sketchy stuff in my life, but it still wasn't as dangerous as giving my power to other people in big steel cages to kill me, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, because we, everybody knows, I mean, I rode all my life and everybody knows it's not a matter of if it's when. So, yep. so archery just changed my world. And so, I just can't imagine doing anything else with my life right now because my entrepreneurial spirit and the other careers that I've had along the way of doing what I'm doing, I've had past event experience and just tell you that I, I don't know, 
I, for a little while, I struggled with it, but just in the last few months, I finally started to realize that this was all kind of, it just all is kind of meant to be. It's yeah. all coming together and working out for, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it just is. I mean, I'm just going to take the blessings and go with it. Yeah. Archery is, it is something else. I've been shooting archery for a long time, probably since I was early teens, you know, 13, 14, something like that. Um, off and on, you know, mostly just bow hunting. We used to go to a lot of bow shoots back then. Um, but it, it's changed so much. I got out of archery for a while. Um, and when I got back into it, I did not realize that it was possible that archery could change so much. Um, the compound bows that they have nowadays, man, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, still, it's still awesome. It's still an amazing sport. It still takes so much time and dedication uh, to be good at it, mm-hmm. uh, to be really good at it. Um, but it, it is, and archery hunting is just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, so I, I didn't get into archery. Uh, until after a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of nagging from this guy. Um, <laughs> Good. It, it pretty much took, it, it pretty much took a, and we've told this story on the, on the podcast before, so I'll keep it short, but it pretty much took me drawing a once in a lifetime tag with my brothers to get into archery. And then when I did, I was hooked. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's true in the fact that, you know, it takes so much focus and it takes so much discipline. Um, even with, even with all the right equipment, even if you were to spend so much money on the best bow, the best arrows, uh, the best range finder, all that stuff, there's so many other elements that really go into it, including like your personal uh, skill level, your personal mm-hmm. ability to uh, stalk an animal, to understand an animal that's just not there with the rifle. Don't get me wrong, being an archery hunter makes you a better rifle hunter, but I think so. Uh, if you had if you had a rifle and you had it set up and you had it zoned in, it, it almost, it, it doesn't, don't get me wrong, it doesn't shoot itself, but you could almost kill an animal just with this finger versus all the different variables you have to deal with in archery. And so it's, it's very much more focused and um, a lot of fun. A lot, it's time consuming. That's for sure. You have to right. do a lot more practice um, and a lot, a lot more uh, preparation put into it than you do with, with most of your rifle hunting. Um, yeah. And I, coming back to your comment about the 3d archery and the silhouettes, I think, it's really interesting uh, and a great way for people to visualize um, those animals. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't, I mean, I know they have silhouettes in, in long range rifle and all that stuff, but I'm kind of surprised they haven't figured out a way to kind of duplicate that into the muzzleloader rifle world, because one of the, we do a, um, a hunt at forward program where we get new hunters into, into hunting. And that's probably one of the biggest concerns of our hunters is shot placement what's it going to look like how how do, how am i going to know this is the right place to do it and a 3d target is excellent for that yeah yeah which that kind of brings me to a question um, so like i said i went to archery shoots a long time ago and i've got a couple of 3d targets that i shoot at the house and of course it's always broadside um when you talk about your course and how you set it up different like cording away shots and cording towards shots and stuff like that so do your targets is this something now where on the competition side of it, when you're scoring, is, is there a different, cause like the, the rings on the, on a target that are when it's broadside are very um, obvious, mm-hmm. but that's not where you would want to shoot on a quarter and way shot. No. So have, have you been able to integrate that into your shoots um, no. to score it better for shot placement? I see what you're saying. And, and no, not necessarily. Um, we still shoot rings. Um, we still close, you know, by, 
by opening or closing a target facing, you, you know, quartering two or away, it closes those rings down. And, and so I challenge people within the competition to, to shoot a sharper 12 ring dude to, you know, cause if you take a circle like this and then I turn it like that, I just mm-hmm. took the 12 ring in half. Right. And only with yep. a 45 degree angle. So, um, but in the competition, no, it's shot for, it's shot for lines. It's shot for rings, no matter what. Um, all of, all of that ring window will be present for the competition. It's there. It's, it's, it's all there and you can see it fully. So I can't ever quarter too hard on the comp courses because they have to be able to see all the ring. I can't quarter away enough to where the backside of a ring wouldn't show due to a shoulder sitting in front. You know what I mean? Like I have to be able to show the full ring. So, you know, so in the comp side, you don't really, but you know, like me, so I, you guys probably go to some comps now I shoot a movable single pin. So I always get put in the open, even though it is my bow hunting rig. Um, so knowing I'm not going to beat anybody in the open. I mean, I'm not going to beat any long bars and scopes and verifiers. It's not going to happen. I'm 50 years old. I have Univision contacts and I'm shooting a single pin and I'm doing the best I got, you know? So, um, so at that point I just shoot, I shoot for kill. So like, so sometimes when I go to competitions like that, I just, I, I spend my 40 bucks and I know I'm not going to be in the top five. And so I just go to shoot to kill. I don't even care what my score is at the end. I'm just enjoying the course and I'm trying to be a hunter, you know? Um, I don't shoot very often in comps really thinking that I'm ever going to win. I, I shoot yeah. comps to shoot with other people and to learn things and have good camaraderie and chat and, you know, and, and maybe and learn something. I know I can. So if I'm paying attention, I'll learn something along the way, shooting with some other guys and, and gals. So, or even with some kids for that matter, you'd be amazed at what kids will teach you when you're shooting. Um, so, you know, I just think, you know, if, if comp, if you're, you know, it doesn't, don't, don't, don't get, don't talk yourself out of getting in a comp because you think that, Oh, I won't win. Go shoot a comp yeah. because it'll, it'll help you get better. Um, people will help you. You'll sharpen your, you'll sharpen, you'll sharpen your skills because people will teach you the little tiny things that are going to help you be more consistent along the way, because that's just the type of people we are. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, I'm in the competition. No, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. And I probably won't be able to, um, I just encourage people to go out and shoot for shoot for kill and that, you know, when you can, um, but to kind of go back a little bit on the, on a, a little bit of a statement you said about uh, just coming up and shooting and in, in that kind of thing, don't even worry about how long it takes you to really get good and proficient at maybe being able to go out and take an animal's life and, and put food on the table or whatnot. Just go have fun because I can tell you that when I'm not having fun, my shooting's affected. My attitude yeah. carry my attitude carries through my all the way to the target. So, you know, you'll get better. Uh, you'll flatten the curve a lot better if you just go have fun and 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 learn along the way. And eventually, you're going to come to the point where we are, where we, you're geeked out. You're you're weighing every arrow and you're you're trimming veins and you're doing all these crazy things because you're just you're all in, right? You're just so hyper focused and geeked out. But before you get all the way there, just go have fun. Just go have yeah. a good time. You know. Yeah, that that's always how I viewed um, those bow shoots. Is um, I work on my bow at the house, I mm. fine tune my bow at the house, and I fine tune me at those shoots. Uh, that's right. That's right. Walking the hills, getting in shooting positions, mm. um, judging distances, all of that stuff is fine tuning me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can fine tune my bow at the house. Yeah, uh, and then go go do the rest of them. Yeah, every time I go to a shoot, you know, there is no doubt that if I'm not punching twelves, <laughs> it's it's all me. 
<laughs> I've already <Right>. been through my, <laughs> I've already been through my equipment head to toe and it's all me. I, I'm right. right here mostly. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, there's a ton of different, you know, 3d shoots out there. What kind of stands mountain archery fest out from the crowd, I guess is, is a good, good place to start. I think what stands us out is we're just, we're just so complete as an archery event. Um, you know, we, we have an amazing connection with Pope and young, our only national archery association through the Pope and young course, our wild game, three course dinner on Friday night, our Pope and young pint night. Um, you know, it's just a passion on my heart that if you're a bow hunter, you really should be a Pope and young member. There's just, I mean, you can find all the ways you want to talk yourself out of it, but you should be a Pope and Young member. And then you should be a member of your state bow hunters association. And then you should be a member of your local bow hunter association. There's no reason if you shoot a bow, why you shouldn't be a member of all three. It won't cost you more than hundred bucks a year. And they, they need it. They need our help. Um, you know, Pope and Young, I'm just happy that, that that helps separate us a little bit right there. I mean, our Pope and Young world record course is, there is no, it is a one and only. There has never a, been anything created like it ever before. This sounds like a lot of fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm about ready. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to test your nerves, you know, test test your nerves on some of them 400 inch elk. I mean, it's right. it's something to look at. I mean, it's a it's pretty cool. And then you can go up and touch them and grip and grin them. And I mean, they're like they're like real. I mean, they're amazing. You, it's gonna nice. blow your mind when you guys come up here. Um, that sets us apart for sure right there by itself um but what else sets us apart from everything else is just the family aspect um my wife runs registration in our website my mom runs merchandise my oldest daughter runs registration on site um four of my other children help me set up my mountains help me do vendor village uh, you know other, other some of my other kids sprinkle in on certain events to help us out but this is a family event. Me and four of my kids are loading up a semi and we're going to go hit the trail this summer and we're going to go bring in the country because, um, because it's changed our family and we want to see it change yours. And that's what separates us from, from everybody else is, is that every sponsor I have is my brother and sister and my family. Every, we're welcome in their home and they're welcome in ours. You don't even ring my doorbell because my dogs bark. <laughs> and so, so that's the only, that's really the only rule of being in my family is you're not allowed to ring the doorbell when you come over. So, you know, we're just, that's what separates us apart from everybody on this national scale shoots is, is that we're, we're family, we're a family driven passion business. Um, we're driven by other family sponsors. Um, and we're just, you know, we, we just feel that on that, on, at our events, we have most well-rounded opportunity between Friday night's Pope and young events. And then we have an awesome cornhole tournament and a backyard bash on Saturday afternoon, raising money for second chance outdoors who they get frontline workers out into the woods. I mean, we, you know, we took a smoke jumper out last year. I mean, we're not just talking your normal average frontline people. Like we reach into the depths of people that are behind the scenes that we don't think about, um, yeah. you know, your national guard, your smoke jumpers. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We're not eliminating any of the rest of them, but you know, we've got an amazing veterans code. If you're, you know, if, if you're active veteran, anything frontline worker, we have a discount code for you. Email us at mountainarcherifest at gmail.com. And we'll give you a great discount. We want you to be there, but second chance is getting changing people's lives. One at a time. We're keeping people out of suicide. 
and we're allowing them to find a new them um, out outdoors. And it's not all about archery. There's some rifle hunts. There's some fishing trips. There's you, we, we just, we take them out at whatever suits their fancy or what's new to them. We just want to challenge them to find something new to challenge themselves, challenge their heart, their soul, and their mind. Cause that's what keeps them alive. That's what kept them alive overseas. It's what keeps them alive every day in a cop car. It's, it's no different. So we just have to find a healthy outlet for some of that a little bit from time to time. So, um, that's an amazing event on Saturday afternoon. And then we've got the Eastman's film night on Saturday night, which is absolutely amazing. We got this deer migration film that Eastman's has put together or conducting, you know, a study and watching famous Popeye, the muley buck up in Wyoming is amazing. He's a legend. Um, and then some beyond the grid films. And of course this year we got a killer thing going on you guys, which is awesome. So if you sign up for mountain archery fest, you're automatically subscribed. The first 2000 are subscribed into getting the Eastman's hunting journal, bow hunting journal, and you're registered into Eastman's tag hub, which is a MRS system that helps you go through and gather data for getting tags. And it's a, it's got over a half a million data points in the system that helps you, uh, to help you find all this information. It's amazing, but these guys we're pooling all our hunts together this year. So you'll be entered to win these amazing hunts just because you're a subscriber to the magazine because you signed up for math. And then on top of it, the hunts that we've got that we're giving away as well. I mean, it's just such an amazing opportunity with the family I've, and the people I've surrounded myself with. I mean, all the way down to the board members that we started this year. And, and I mean, I'm so blessed with the people around me that believe in what we're doing and believe in this family and my extended family that it's just mind boggling gentlemen, sometimes in my heart and my soul to feel that much that, that, that it exists in this world. It's, it's all around us, but we, sometimes we just get too caught up, you know? So just super excited for this year, you guys. It's just we're so excited. My my it sound, kids sounds at the I'm, not gonna, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. We're 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 really wanting to make it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well we got a so, that's that's gonna have to happen. Well we got a couple we got a couple passes for you guys. So you're just gonna have to figure out how to put some gas in the tank and find the gas pedal on the right. All right. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. So give us some uh give us some dates and locations, uh where you guys are gonna be and <laughs> give you guys give yourself a plug and all that stuff. Well, you guys have allowed me to do a complete infomercial here already. So I want to get <laughs> next time. If we, if we, if we have to record, we got to talk more about you guys too. I want to, um, we, I want to go through about us all the guys. time. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talk about us all the time and, uh, we, we enjoy, and I, I think our listeners really enjoy hearing from, from our guests. Um, cause they hear our stories all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Well, let's see. Um, well, right out of the gate in just a little over a week, we have our Hesperus mini math up here in Southwest Colorado, which is the 10th and 11th, uh, a fun two day shoot. We do have a comp on Saturday. Um, and if you're, if you know, I, I don't know if you'll get this out before then or not, but just oh, yeah. our mini maths, our mini maths, we're giving away first place in each division. We're giving away a Kirsch 3d hunting target. So the open division, it's a $679 target for first place. Um, then the following weekend, we're motoring for Reno. We're meeting up with silver arrow Bowman shields, and Pope and Young, and we're gonna have we're gonna feature the Pope and Young course at the Silver Arrow Bowman's big buckle shoot. Um, so we'll be there Saturday and Sunday at Silver Arrow Bowman in Reno, Nevada. And then Saturday night we're doing a, a nice film night with Shields and Eastman's and Pope and Young, and that's gonna be a good time. Then we kind of fast forward from there to June 11th through the 13th at Purgatory Resort in Durango, Colorado, for a big math event, a three-day event. Then we cruise to just outside of Beaver, Utah. Um, at Eagle Point Ski Resort the last weekend of June. 
uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think it gets 25th, no, 26th, 27th, 28th, I believe. Um, if I'm off by a day, don't hold it against me. I've got more uh, numbers going well, in my brain well, right now than you can imagine. Um, we'll have we'll have you give the the website so everybody can kind of go look for yeah, themselves. That's the that's the best place to go. But then um, we're still looking for a venue uh, right around the Fourth of July weekend or the weekend after. Um, we're working still with a couple places. It's been hard to get venues this year. The outdoor space is booming, um, and we're all vying for the same space. It's really, I mean, most of these places we're going to they've over doubled their events this year. Um, so then. Our last event, which we're really excited about, which I think is an amazing opportunity for 3D shooters, is we picked up Snow Basin Resort July 23rd, 24th, 25th. And that is actually the same weekend that TAC is going to be at Park City. And for those of you that can kind of envision this, you're going to have 10 premier 3D courses all within an hour of each other on the same weekend by two of the biggest 3D event companies in the united states it could be an it could be an epic weekend if you can put the dates together and you could shoot two days there two with us and yeah 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 that's shorter (laughs) or just just thinking about it man (laughs) so i'll tell you you know we we feel we feel just blessed by the opportunity that snow basin gave us um we feel this is an amazing opportunity for math to be actually on a mountain down the road from tac Um, We're honored to have the opportunity and we just think it's an amazing, amazing weekend that people could come and and just shoot more foam than you know what to do with. I I don't even think you could shoot 10 courses in four days. Um, Maybe seven. I think (laughs) I, like you said, (laughs) I think seven might be it, but there's, I'm going to, I'm going to call seven to be it, but I'm sure if I say that there's a few diehards out there, they'll find eight. Yeah, they'll, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll hike, they'll hike, they'll, they'll hike Park City back up after the, after the lift closes just to prove me wrong to shoot another course. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, That's I guess, awesome. I mean, you know, mountainarcheryfest.com uh, is where we're at. And I mean, we're real active on Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, that's kind of it. I'm not really playing anywhere else right now. Um, we've thought about doing some other things, but we'll see as time goes on. But um, for right now, like, we're like- just... Like right. you said, iron's in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know exactly what you're talking about. So much going on in my world right now. I mean, there's so many. I can't even tell you as an event director how many uh, how many irons I'm trying to get into the same fire on the same weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. So as I'm trying to take irons yeah. out of other fires in my life, I'm trying to get everybody else to get their irons into my life fire. It's, just, it's, <laughs> right. it's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So much to do. So much to do. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. That's a fact. Very good. Anything else? I, man, I think he about covered. He's, he's got me excited for sure. I'm ready. Let's to go. do it. Uh, I'm ready to go. We've got, we've got probably a couple, two, three weeks before draw results come mm-hmm. out. And hopefully we've got an archery tag or two in the pocket when we head up there. Um, and about time to get, get the old bow out and get to slinging some arrows. Mm-hmm. And, and that sounds like a great way to do it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping I draw 13 down there in New Mexico. I'm, <laughs> you know, it's anybody's game down in New Mexico. So, right. I, that, I've that's, got, that's the yeah. nice thing about New Mexico is it's yeah. every year you got a shot. Yep. Yeah. Every year it's anybody's yep. game. Six. So we're I'm going back, I'm going back down into 13. Maybe we did 13 and 15 and 16 a, I think, um, but we're heading down there with Toby Weaver with Antler Canyon Outfitters. He's been giving us, we've got an amazing mule deer, coos deer hunt this year to give away and an awesome kid turkey hunt. And 
Triple H Outfitters is getting back to me. I think we've got an elk hunt and maybe another really cool hunt to go. And uh, we'll see. I'm trying to talk this helicopter guy into giving me a hunt down in Texas <laughs> to go spray some lead at some pigs for fun. I mean, I can <laughs> tell you that that is an amazing experience. Yeah, it is. See, it is one of the manliest things I have ever done shooting <laughs> shit out of a helicopter. Yeah. Freaking awesome. See, see, that's like, like everybody gives away a mule deer hunt and a turkey hunt. And I'm like, right? I want like a helicopter hog hunt or I want a, a hell or a hog stabbing hunt or, you know, like I want an alligator hunt or I want love to go sit in a pond with Tim Wells and like blow dart bullfrogs and do like a bullfrog <laughs> thing. Like, you know, like that's the hunts I want to give away, man. I want to give away cool experience, crazy stuff. You know, that's right? awesome. We'll start with what everybody's willing to give us, right? So that's we'll it. That's all. It's all in what you can get from somebody. So that's it, man. And, um, and we'll and we'll just fight. we'll just continue to hope for the New Mexico gods, though, right? New Mexico hunt gods are in our favor. I can that's feel it. it, right? That's it. That's right. If you uh in your in your if you, in your searches you find any newbie hunters that are just looking in to get into this sport, uh, send them our way with our Hunt It Forward program, where we get mm. uh, we take two new hunters hunting every year. Um, uh, so if you find any newbies that you don't have room for, send them our way. I would be happy to do so. And vice right. versa. If you got anybody up in Colorado that you know that wants to get in, we got, we're well connected up here. Um, and same here. If I, we'll send some people your way, I'm sure through our events. Awesome. We'll find somebody for you. Let's find somebody. Someone, let's do it. Someone right, listening. Man. Someone listening. Let's all, let's meet up at Purgatory. Let's shoot some bows and let's find some people to take on, you know? Beautiful. Love it. Sounds yeah. like a great idea, man. Brandon, you guys, I think that's. You guys are great. Thank you. All right, man. You You too. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you guys later. Adios. Adios. I look forward to it. Adios, amigos. (laughs) (laughs) See if I can make this stop. Thanks for joining Not A Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios.